Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. In this From the Field episode, Managing Editor Brian Gorman interviews Jennifer Roth, a senior marketing communications professional, on the ways story can become a valuable change management tool and the importance of becoming skilled storytellers as change practitioners. We hope you enjoy this installment of the Change Management Review Podcast. Hello, I'm Brian Gorman, Managing Editor of Change Management Review. Today, our guest is Jennifer Roth, an independent contractor who is a senior marketing communications professional with extensive experience developing innovative strategies for informing, guiding, and motivating people. Her unique blend of creativity and analytics has created value for a wide variety of organizations, from mid-sized local businesses to Fortune 500 companies. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Brian. Great to be here. Today, we are talking about the role of story in change management. And I'm going to ask you in just a moment, but I can tell you story was never a part of any change management methodology that I trained in. How about you? I find it's often overlooked for sure. It's, it should, in my opinion, you won't be surprised to be a, uh, a, a cornerstone, and it often is not. So I would definitely agree with you there. So, and now I want to go one level further. Even change communications tends to be put aside for corporate communications. And one of the many things we know through neuroscience is that the human mind is not really designed for corporate communications. It's much more a story processor. So Jennifer, when and why did you start bringing story into the change work you do? Well, I would say um, as you look at a change management strategy and, and with change management, what are you trying to do? You are trying to shape people's behavior. And to do that, you often need to shape their mindset and the way they think. And one of the most powerful ways that we can shape people's mindsets as well as their behavior and the um, path that they want to go down is through storytelling. So traditionally, you wouldn't go and put forth a change management plan that didn't include a stakeholder analysis framework or some kind of um, network or mechanism for engaging and empowering change advocates. But yet people will go forward without a story and a storytelling strategy and framework. But I believe that's actually crucial, just as crucial as those other pieces that we mentioned. And um, it's crucial because storytelling really can help drive organizational change by creating meaning, by creating memories, and then driving them to action through motivation. So meaning, memory, and motivation coming out of story. I too use story. And uh, as you know, as, as we've talked about elsewhere, a lot of my storytelling, if you will, is driven by Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And again, by neuroscience. And so I begin by working with my clients to begin with the end in mind, which typically is defined again in some sort of corporate metrics of shareholder value and ROI and market share and employee satisfaction, all those numbers that's not at the heart of my story. The stories that I work with clients to build are stories not about that future, but stories from that future. 
So they are head, heart, gut stories about having overcome the obstacles that are inevitable in any major change and having achieved victory, if you will. Because again, that story from the future is memory, it's motivation, it's shifting mindsets because it's actually building new neural networks. Our memory processes story the same as the lived event. So creating and, and, and living into that story from the future really is changing mindsets, as, as you were saying at the outset. Tell us a little bit about client reaction when you begin to talk about creating change stories. Well, I think um, one of the interesting things I've found is actually I started my career in marketing and copywriting. And uh, if you think about it, if you were going to try to drive some kind of behavior in a customer as a business, what would you do? You would go to some kind of marketing or creative firm and ask them to create a story. And yet you don't think that way when it comes to convincing stakeholders within your own organization. And so I think that is a mindset shift that of not compartmentalizing storytelling into some place that is a safe space for storytelling. Also, another important thing to think about in terms of spaces where storytelling is welcome is we all tell stories in our personal lives. We all are, I believe, natural storytellers and create meaning in our personal lives by interacting with others through stories. Um, we tell stories to our children. We tell stories to our friends. It's a way of forming connections. But then somehow the corporate world especially doesn't seem to be a safe space for storytelling. So after talking about that with people, I think they start to realize, yes, storytelling is an important part of a human experience. It's an important part of life. And it should be an important part of any change initiative um, by the same tokens, by the same reasons that it's powerful in these other contexts. So we just need to bring that power and harness it in our change initiatives. Can you give me just sort of an you know, opening paragraph, if you will, of what some change story might sound like? So one example, which is a play on something I've used in the past, say it's Christmas Eve. You're looking at the boxes under the tree and you're imagining what could be inside, building anticipation, and then you get a chance and you open the gift. What's inside it? And the what's inside it in this case might be key elements of your change, but you've just put it into a completely different context. So that's an example of how you can take uh, an experience, obviously it depends on cultural context, but you can take an experience that people attach emotions to and then start putting some key pieces of your change into that more familiar emotional context. And this plays into the memory piece that I was talking about, where when you provoke an emotional response, that's lighting up the amygdala. And that is uh, then allowing your brain to start storing whatever information comes next in a different way in a different place in your brain. And uh, a well-told story that includes the classic narrative constructs like characters and conflict and resolution is going to do that. And then that's just going to be much more powerful when they go to recall it. They're gonna have that emotion attached and feel more driven. It's not just dry information. Again, we're touching on an area that many executives fear to tread, which is emotion. And yet, we don't typically admit it, don't typically talk about it publicly or very often even privately. But 
emotion is at the heart of change. Very often when you're working with senior executives, you're asking them to do some level of dismantling of what they have spent a good part of their career building, even with positively perceived change. And change isn't good or bad. It's about how individuals perceive it. Even with positively perceived change, there's grief because people have to let go of something that they have become comfortable with, even if it is uncomfortable. So again, I'm right there with you that bringing emotion to the change through story can be a very, very powerful tool. Brian, I think you mentioned something key there, which is there's always emotion involved with a change. So you can ignore that fact or you can acknowledge that fact and make that part of your change approach. And part of your story. So one of the points you were asking me about before was about how do you convince people that storytelling is in fact a useful message um, or useful tactic, that storytelling is a useful tactic in your change management strategy. Another place where storytelling is welcome, I think, is increasingly by top executives when they are even doing corporate communications, you mentioned, they will often have people help them tell a compelling story. But that doesn't usually trickle down to some of the more middle management. And middle management is also one of the places where we can be challenged in our change management initiatives, where there can often be a breakdown. So I think it's worth noting that, you know, that that is an area of the organization that can very much benefit from storytelling tactics. One of the most effective approaches that I've seen storytelling used in change is when the C-suite will craft the story and then each executive personalizes it, if you will, for their division. And each of their reports is trained in storytelling and personalizes it for their group or their office or their department or whatever. And the story actually gets cascaded in a way that it's owned all the way down and it's personal. So what this change initiative means for purchasing in Beijing, as opposed to what this story means for accounts payable in London, but it's the same story. It's the same destination. It's the same passion about the change we've got to go through or had to go through to get to that successful end state. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I was thinking about it actually in the framework of a book has many chapters and different pieces of the narrative. And I know the hero's journey uh, that, that you've talked about a lot, it talks about, you know, you want to be the hero of the story and make you meant to make your stakeholders and those involved in the change the hero of the story. But there, while there may be one hero for the overall narrative, you can also have some people who really save a particular step of the journey. And so that is, I think, absolutely key to that cascading that you talked about. Cascading, I think, is a maybe an overused or misinterpreted term of parroting something down the pipeline, like a game of telephone. But really, it should be an opportunity for each leader to make the story their own, to tell it in a way that resonates with their people that they know best. It shouldn't just be a copy and paste uh, initiative. It should be, which piece of this story does my team get to uh, be the characters that make a difference, that advance the plot? How are we getting the hero of the entire story to the end? How are we 
playing these little mini hero roles and giving names to those characters and showing how they really are part of the overall narrative. I want to share a little bit about the use of metaphor, and I do not claim ownership for these metaphors. I find them among the most powerful I've heard in change management practice, and I know it's also very difficult often to craft them. But many years ago, I was working with an organization as a change management consultant, and they were working with a healthcare system that was building a new hospital. And two metaphors that came out of that change that to me really embody the power of metaphor. One was the admissions department. And the new admissions department metaphor was checking into the Marriott. So whether you were the architect, whether you were the programmer for the admissions system, whether you were designing the uniforms for the admissions department, whether you were the interior decorator, you knew exactly what that experience was supposed to be like for the patient from the fact that you know you don't just walk into a Marriott, you can pre-register, you can select the type of room, you can do all of that stuff that so often when you get to the hospital to check in becomes burdensome. The other that I thought was just a brilliant uh, metaphor was patient tracking inside the hospital to make sure that patients don't sit in the hallways outside of the x-ray room for hours or you know waiting to be taken back to their room and so forth. Air traffic control. That's all you needed to hear because in air traffic control, there is somebody who is constantly monitoring the position of every plane in a region of the sky. So metaphor is another way that story, if you will, in a very abbreviated form can influence change. And I want to, Jennifer, come back to something else you said. As change practitioners, we sometimes professionally like to think of ourselves as the heroes. We're not. Real heroes in change are the leaders to the frontline workers who have to let go, venture into the unknown, find their way through, and emerge successfully on the other side. We're just the guides for helping them do that. Anything else you want to add? I was just going to add that there is work involved in creating the right story for your change initiative. And it is definitely hard sometimes to get it to be prioritized but I think incredibly important. And like many things that take time, it is worth the time in the end because you actually achieve your results faster because you are getting the the meaning across. You are de- developing a shared narrative, a shared understanding, and then you're you are repeatedly calling back on it and using it to motivate people. But you can't do that if you don't establish the story at the outset. So I just think it's very important once you decide what is the change you want to achieve, you start crafting that story, you start practicing that story in front of diverse audiences to try to feel out which parts of the story are resonating with different people. You don't have to all all the answers right away, but I think it's important to test out whether that core narrative is going to resonate with your people so that you don't get too far down the path and find uh, the story is not having the emotional connection that's intended for. So you should test it out with different audiences, see where they connect with things, see 
what are the pieces of the narrative that should be the climax and, and different portions of the story um, and find out where people are curious, find out where they see conflict and use it. Don't take anything if someone says, well, okay, this part of what you're telling me makes me uncomfortable. Like we said, change usually does make people uncomfortable. So don't ignore that and don't move away from it, but use it in your story and, and, and make it clear that yes, it is hard, but we're gonna overcome this conflict together. We're going to make it to the end of the story as heroes. You raise two thoughts in my mind. First, don't be afraid of the story because as an organization, you're crafting that story, you're writing it, and you can always edit it. Stories are not written in concrete. The second is the I'm not a good storyteller story. And to me, I'm not a good storyteller is a story because we actually are all very good storytellers. We're telling ourselves stories all the time, like I'm not a good storyteller, or I'm not good at numbers, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or whatever the story is. So yes, there is an art to storytelling. And yes, I think we as change practitioners and organizational leaders from frontline managers on up need to be skilled and offered training through learning and development, just like delegation and empowerment in storytelling. And at, at our heart, at our core, if you will, we all can be incredibly powerful storytellers. Anything else? I don't know. I don't know if I can follow that. No, I, I think that's a perfect point. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Very much appreciate your thoughts and your experience on storytelling as a tool in change management that typically has not been there for most of us. And you and I both agree definitely belongs as a part of everyone's change management process. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to tell a story. We hope you've enjoyed this from the field episode of the Change Management Review podcast with Brian Gorman, Managing Editor of the Change Management Review, and Jennifer Roth. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and like us on LinkedIn.